Hey guys, I'm Travis Cronin, your host of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I am met with my intelligent and beautiful co-host of the Ginger Persuasion, Miss Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. And the elegant and sophisticated and pretty hot Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the hottest, juiciest, we're going to gossip like gals over tea. We're going to talk about Vegas weddings, new coupling, fried chicken after some weddings, the ending of the biggest reality show dynasty in the world, celebrities who never want to get married again, sadly some sexual assault allegations, which seems like every week. And we're going to talk about all the things going on with Harry and Megan, but you know, let's first start to get into it as we always do today by setting intentions, not about ourselves because you know who wants to do that, but setting intentions for the celebrities who we love or hate so much. Sarah Huron, who is your intention for today? Um, Travis, I don't even know what I want from these people, but I just need justice for the Goslin children. Because today it came out that um, Colin, who has been living with John Gosselin for the last two years, accused John of abuse. Um, He put up an Instagram saying that he punched him and kicked his ribs and wouldn't stop. The post has since been deleted. Kate spoke to People Magazine and, you know, they launched an investigation and she wants Colin taken away from John. And it's just really messy and sad. And these six tuplets are 16 now, which blows my mind. And I I mean, it's crazy because we thought that John and Colin had a great bond because he was the one who brought him home from that boarding school right. that he was at for all that time. So it's just a weird turn of events, a sad turn of events. And I just want the Gosselin kids to, you know, be able to be 16 year olds. Oh, God. Well, of course, Sarah Huron dives in one of our topics too early, but let's just talk about that because I think we should all have that intention. You know, this was all from the child and youth services that they notified Kate Gosling, his mom, that John had allegedly kicked and, you know, punched uh, Colin when he was in the car and punched him when he was down. And, you know, there haven't been like any official filings. Um, But like you said, Colin posted on Instagram, my dad's a liar. And yesterday he beat me up and thought nothing of it. This is what Colin said on Instagram. He punched me in the face and after he gave me a swollen nose, I started bleeding. And then he continued to kick me in the ribs after I was on the floor. He is a liar. It's really sad. And I'm just, I would like, I always thought, I always in the back of my mind thought maybe Kate was on to something with, with, you know, the, since she had more, most of the kids. And, and now I just don't know what to believe. And I just want Colin to be okay. That's all I want, Travis. I also always think that Colin and John sort of had like a Brad Pitt Maddox relationship where they're like 15, 16, sort of like, you know, rebelling. So it's sort of like hard to figure out who to believe in this family because we know how like tough teenagers can be. You know, it's like not only is he a liar, but he might be a monster to kick his child like this. And, you know, let's be honest, like these kids have never had a normal childhood. There are eight of them and their parents split up when they were very young. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just hoping that Colin's okay. I mean, they had to stare at Kate Gosling's hair from like 2007 to 2010, which can, you know, put strain on any family. I think we can all agree. Ain't that the um, Gwen, who is your intention for this week? Well, my intention this week is for one Britney Spears 
who just mentions on Instagram, she showed off her favorite top, this amazing peasant top that's from Morocco. She taught, she just kind of like felt the need to share with her followers that she, she, she loved the shirt so much. And, you know, here's what I would like. I would like for Brittany to actually document for us her week of chic. Show us some of your outfits, even if they're repeats. I think that that would be amazing. And if you guys want to hear, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and get the scoop. I like that one because fans were saying that Britney did wear the same peasant top every single day. It was white. It was crop top. It was hoopy. And then so then she did all of those strange YouTube videos. Be like, it's not the same shirt, but this is my favorite one. It was sort of like all over the place. But I agree, Gwen. I want her fashion shows. I miss her fashion shows and her little like $20 looking dresses that are actually like $5,000. And I think the world absolutely needs it at this time. Well, my intention is for, you know, someone came out as a zaddy this week, an unlikely zaddy, and that would be Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil took to TikTok to ask all of his fans um, to please stop calling him daddy. And Dr. Phil said that he thinks it's like an insult to their actual daddies. And, you know, he just thought it was creepy. So my intention is for everyone to continue to call Dr. Phil daddy. I just want his like, like when, when someone's mad at Beyonce and the beehive does all the bees, I just want all of his comments to be like daddy and for him to embrace it. Who's your daddy? Let's get into the news. Um, Let's talk about Kaya Gerber and Jacob. How do you say his name, Sarah? Elderly? Elordi? Yes. Well, Jacob Elordi. Well, it seems like they are dating. But here, before we get into what's going on, I think the most interesting part of this story is that Jacob has taken... Uh, rumored girlfriend Zendaya um, and his girlfriend before that and now Kaya to the same farmer's market. He has taken them all on the same date, which I think is very strange. But anyway, so there are, um, so Jacob took Zendaya to this farmer's market and they wore matching jackets. They looked like super cute together back in the day. And then over this weekend, Jacob and Kaya were at the same farmer's market. And on top of that, you know, a year before that, he took Joey King, his ex-girlfriend, when they were dating. So I would love reading all of these, like, Twitter things that Jacob apparently only has one date spot for these ladies. Well, first, I would just like to say, Jacob, I would love to go to the farmer's market. <laughs> I, I don't care if it's a four-time offense. Um, but also, I mean, I feel like these two kind of make sense because they both have been linked to several people in their kind of short time in Hollywood. So I don't see it, you know, long lasting love, but this is the girl who dated Pete Davidson. So I think it makes sense that she would date Jacob Elordi. And actually I would like to know, what does Jacob buy at the farmer's market? Is he into zucchini, eggplant? Like, is it about to pick up daisies? Like, what does he get at the farmer's market? You know, Gwen, I actually did look at all the photos and like try to look in their bags, but they weren't clear see-through. Like when Megan Trainer and her spy kids boyfriend came out of the sex store and you could see all of their like dildos. I was trying to like do the same thing to see what Jacob makes these ladies. Is it the same penne aribata? Does he buy the same flowers? But sadly, these were reusable tote bags, you know, God save the environment. So we sadly could not see them. But they were also, they went to the farmer's market this weekend. And on Wednesday, they went to a gym together, adding more fuel to the dating rumors. 
And yeah, I mean, it's whenever I think of Kaya, I only think of her as dating Pete Davidson now. So I think that Jacob is just a huge step in the right direction. I also think this is another case of a co-star couple breakup with him and Zendaya. But I feel like Euphoria season two is going to start shooting any day now, which I recently watched Euphoria. Euphoria, side note. So good. So good. So I think that once Jacob and Zendaya are on set together, like Kaya better watch out. Oh my God, a showman is going to go it. Let's talk about something that's not heart happy. I know we all remember where we were this week when we heard that the dynasty, the American royal family, the closest that we have, all of the sisters and the momager, keeping up with the Kardashians is ending its run on E. Please give me your thoughts. I know you have them. I don't even know if I can talk about it without crying. <laughs> well, because um, you're a watcher of the show, Sarah. You actually, I, I didn't watch the show. I just follow them in the news every day because of our job. But I know you were an actual watcher of the show. I have seen every episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I have seen every episode of Dash Dolls, one of the worst <laughs> spinoffs of a show that E has ever put on. Um, and listen, I'm pretty upset about it. I will watch. I would watch them do anything, obviously. Um, and I think it's a bad decision because even though they're always going to be famous and rich in the Kardashians and written about every day in Us Weekly, I think the show is their way of taking back the narrative and showing their side, keeping things that we wouldn't care about anymore relevant again. And I think that being on TV is the most relevant you can be even in this you know world where everyone doesn't have cable and pretends they don't care about TV. I still think it is a way to like totally make yourself the most relevant possible you can be. So I'm pretty sad about it. I'm going to miss the salads. We still have a whole nother year to watch. Um, but I think the second they have a big drama and they don't have the show, they're going to regret this decision. Gwen, marketing expert extraordinaire, you know, life guru. What do you think this is going to mean for the Dash and Jenner family? Well, first, let me just say that the one thing that I'm really not going to miss are those sad salads. I was always kind of like... <sighs> You know, there's pizza, there's In-N-Out burgers. Like, let's be real. You know, you have fries with the salad if you're even going to have the salad. So I'm not going to miss the salads. What I am going to miss is like picking apart what they're wearing. And actually, you know, I took a little look back through memory lane to see what their style was like from the beginning, from season one till now. And it is just astounding. When... Keeping up with the Kardashians started, they were kind of like unknown. I mean, they dressed so trash-tastic. It was like sweaters, gigantic belt, and like cheap boots. And then like, you know, matching jewel-toned dresses into club, you know, like remember when Kim was like a pseudo-party promoter? And they would go- Didn't even drink alcohol. I mean- You know, it's just really, really fun to relive all of the looks. Of course, we chronicled them on usmagazines.com slash stylish. So you guys, like, take a look. I loved following their looks from the beginning. It's like, you know, a style guide through the early aughts. But the most amazing part of looking at all of their style and beauty choices since the first season is a real documentation of how those faces have changed. That's the other thing that I think the show does is it makes them 
the little bit of relatable that they are, which is barely any, it keeps that part because Instagram is so fake and Facetune, and you're not seeing the personality that the show gives them a little bit more warmth and they're sarcastic and they're funny and they're family and they're fighting. And without that, they're just kind of the face to and plastic versions of themselves. That's another reason I had yeah. to light my Kardashian prayer candles and, you know, hope for the best. What is everyone's favorite or biggest like facial or body modification that a Kardashian Jenner has done? Favorite? Meaning I approve? Yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. My favorite um, Kardashian, obviously Kylie's lips are iconic, but I really liked when Kim did some version of that like butt tightening treatment and maybe a little BBL when she had those unflattering paparazzi pictures. And then she just had that, what is it like radio frequency or whatever that they do to like anti-cellulite? I think it's a thermage booty. It's a combination therapy, let's just say. There might be yeah. some bad injections that go in there. I mean, it's nobody really knows. They're all very tightly kept secrets, Trav. Well, that that was my favorite. I'm going to say it's a thermage and a little bit of uh, BBL situation, but I just loved Kim's new butt. It was just large and smooth and... You know, it was sort of the reason that she became famous and everyone started to pay attention was because of her like ample behind. And I just, you know, I thought it looked lovely. I mean, I got to give it to Kylie's lips. They changed the game. I have several lip kits that I'm looking at right now and I'm not proud of that, but I do. I'm really sorry for your loss here. Thank you, Travis. You know, I don't know how I'm going to fill my time. Thank God, you know, The Bachelorette is coming back soon and there is still a season and a half of Kardashians to watch. We just need like a really big scandal to happen tomorrow. So we have something to look forward to watching in a year and a half from now. Sarah, I wanted to get your take on what in the hell do you think The Bachelorette season is going to be from your best guess, from reading all the blogs, from seeing the trailers, from literally hosting a podcast about this? What do you think it's going to be? Um, I think it's going to be a really, really exciting premiere with a lot of teases about what's going to happen. And we're going to see Claire, you know, have a connection with one of the guys right away. And then it's going to be classic bachelorette and then a few episodes in we're going to have the explosion of claire either refusing to film or the producers yeah. calling her out and then after that when they call on Tasha, i actually think it's going to be really boring um i mean i think Tasha's awesome and i think she's beautiful and i think but i think it's going to go back to being a normal bachelorette season and then i don't mm-hmm. see her finding a connection with another guy. i just don't think that it, two connections in one season of the bachelorette I don't think whatever happened, but I think it's going to be the buildup is going to be really fun and the promos are going to be really fun. And then it's going to be like, oh, that's it. (laughs) I, I a hundred percent agree. Let's talk about the rumor that Chris Jenner might be joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I am very conflicted and I feel like it's the best idea. And then I feel like it's the worst idea. So really, I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. I think it's a great idea in part because we know she's really good friends with Kyle Richards. Chris actually made her first cameo on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this year because she was at one of Kyle's parties and it was kind of like a rush to see her. Um, And they're both really good friends with Faye Resnick, who has the morally corrupt. The morally corrupt Ray Rose, yeah. Yes, who has stirred the pot on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from the background several times. Um, But here's the thing. I think it's a great idea in a couple years. I think that Chris obviously doesn't need the money. Um, and sometimes housewives who don't need the money, 
like a Garcelle or a Denise who I love don't get as invested in the show. And that Mm. can cause some disconnect between the women who really need the show and the women who don't need the show. Um, but I think Ooh, very learned position, Sarah Huron. Thank you. I've been watching Housewives for quite some time now, and um, I would love to see her maybe pop up, do a few more cameos, and then in a few years from now, when she's itching to get back on reality TV, let's give her a diamond. I don't know. I think the timing is really interesting, and as I always say, where there's smoke, there's fire. Like I could see it happening, and I think that without having keeping up with the Kardashians, this will be a vehicle for Chris to get the attention that she seeks to get, you know, to mastermind all of the cameos with her family so that they can further all of their collaborations. And I don't know, you know, I think for someone like you, who's such a keeping up with the Kardashians fan, this will sort of, you know, Plug that hole in your heart, Sarah. I mean, it was certainly a rush seeing her on Bravo earlier this year when she made her cameo. So if we can it was also really get, exciting. If we can also get Faye Resnick on board, I'm all in. Well, well, we can hope. Well, you guys convinced me. Now I'm sort of into Chris Jenner on it. I just feel like we've never really seen like Chris Jenner like like fight with people. You know, she's sort of like voice of reason, but we've never seen her like get into any altercations because it's mainly her daughter is just like yelling at her. Only with Caitlin. Only with Caitlin. Let's talk about Harry and Meghan. Oh, and on Today in History, we're going to do a six-month throwback because it's been six months since Harry and Meghan have left the royal family. So happy anniversary. 2020, um, 2020 is taking away the Kardashians from me. It took away Harry from the royal family. This is your problem with 2020, Sarah? Well, I mean, besides the obvious, I'm just saying these are other things that have been happening. It took away Bachelor in Paradise. It Denise is also leaving Beverly Hills. Lisa Vanderpump never came back. Dorinda's leaving Roni. Like, I have not much going on anymore, and I don't know what to do about it. Well, do you know who does have stuff going on? Megan and Harry. Did you guys see about their appearance demands? Because if you didn't, I'm about to tell you about them. I'm shocked by the deal. I'm shocked by the dollar amount. So please tell our listeners, give our listeners the full scoop draft. Well, you know, I'm going to let you do the dollars because I I like their rider is like what I found the most interesting thing. A rider is sort of like what a celebrity requests in their dressing room or sort of just like rules for them to show up. So Megan and Harry's appearance demands. So they are in full control of their online presence, which makes sense. There's no videos or streaming that's not been approved for them for angles or any content that's going out. For example, the choice of intruder and moderator will be at the final destruction of the speaker. So they get to pick who introduces them, who goes after them, and the fee will need to be paid directly from the contacting organization's account. And the couple is believed to be able to command up to $1 million per speech. But before they agree to anything, the couple wants an estimate on the number of any attendees and a description of who they are and what I think is interesting and really maybe Megan's smartness is that they want to know who the sponsors are. So Harry and Megan insist on knowing everyone helping to fund the event, corporations, individuals, members of the organizations and government entities or organizations and what they are receiving in turn for the sponsorship, because I just don't want, you know, I don't think they want like the KKK, you know, or like some other organization I could, you know, something that's not as terrible as that, but you get what I mean, like supporting their event. 
I also think they just don't want to have any situations occur where it's there's somebody behind the scenes that's not aligned with their public right. mission, which is for good. So they I, they need to keep that very tight. Yeah, I thought it was smart. I thought it was all smart. It didn't seem ridiculous. It's very like calculating and with their image, but their image is pricey. And I thought it was sort of smart. Sarah Huron, what do you think? I mean, yeah, they have to be careful. I I don't know. Who's going to pay a million dollars to see Harry and Meghan at this point? Like, I could care less. It's more just like a flex for, like, any company that can, like, afford Harry and Meghan. Like, it's just, like, such a flex. So I feel like they'll get, like, a bunch of those $1 million things. Well, if it doesn't work um, out, but, you know, we'll see them on Cameo in a few years. So time will tell. <laughs> well, and they've also um, finally paid their debts and are officially financially independent. A spokesperson for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle said in a recent statement, a contribution has been made to the sovereign grant by the Duke of Sussex. The contribution, as originally offered by Prince Harry, has fully covered the necessary renovation costs of Frogmore Cottage. According to financial reports released by the royal household, those renovations cost around £2.3 million. In July, the couple moved into a new $14 million home in Montecito and Santa Barbara. And it seems that Harry and Meghan's new multi-million dollar deal with Netflix is helping them stay on top of their finances. The Netflix deal that I was talking about in terms of the dollar amount, because it is rumored to be worth $100 million, which I think is a little insane. That's insane. But I will say, as much as I give Harry and Meghan, you know, not love all the time, I respect and think it was great that they paid back everything for Frogmore Cottage and everything with that. Because I, my biggest problem with them is that they spent two years kind of pretending or maybe they changed their mind, but in my mind, pretending that they were going to go along with this, setting up the charity with Will and Kate, getting their new house, getting everything in order, and then up and leaving. So I would have been even more upset if they did not pay their debts. I I just want to love them so much because I feel like they want to do good for the world. They want to help the starving children of the world. They want to bring awareness to social issues. But it's it they it they sort of just make me uncomfortable now, like how obsessed with their image that they are. That it's like, you know, when you see Julia Roberts, you see Julia Roberts, she looks so lovely, she puts you at ease. I get the opposite effect when Harry and Meghan show up. I, I feel tension, I feel fear. I uh, so I mean, I don't know. I think that's enough to say about it. Let's move on. Let's talk about Kanye West steroids injections. So Kanye West um, tweeted from the hospital on Tuesday where he was receiving injections of cortisone mixed with a whittle sprinkle. It's actually a whittle, (laughs) W-A-T-T-L-E, sprinkle of lidocaine, not me doing a baby voice. Um, And he said, it's too much texting, bro. He professed the rundown of his treatment with the lycotane worked instantly. It's so strange that he went to the hospital for steroids because he's texting too much, says Kanye West on his Twitter account. I mean, I also blame Kanye for Kardashians being canceled or ending because I think that Kim didn't want to show how he's been on the show. And she was just, and it would be hypocritical of her not to include it because 
she just fought with Courtney about all the stuff about like hiding from the cameras and like bleeding out for the show. And Courtney's major point was I never hit anything with Scott. And I, you know, I bled out for the show for a million years. So now if Kim is going to pretend she's not going to, you know, say everything, then that's not fair. But whatever is going on with Kanye and continues to be going on with Kanye, including his need for steroids, um, I think she wants off of E. And I think that that's part of the reason the show's not going on too, which upsets me to no end. He's just like, he's like very quintessential, like crazy Hollywood to me right now, which, you know, I can't help but love a little bit. The hits just keep coming from Miss Ellen DeGeneres. There is a new report out that is talking about her house workers. And so some of this I think is ridiculous. Some of this I like don't really think is that ridiculous. So Ellen um, reportedly gives staffers a daily list of performance complaints from the previous day, listing trivial things like her coffee not being frothed to her liking, food being served in the wrong bowl, or a worker leaving the salt shaker in the wrong spot. Ellen also allegedly called out a chef for using the guest bathroom and a maid for forgetting to put a piece of trash in the recycling bin. The former staffer also claimed, this is all the Daily Mail, that Ellen would lay traps by leaving matches all over the house to make sure her workers dusted and cleaned every square inch of her home. Um, this employee said she treated you like you were nothing. She was going to torture you and you're just going to go sit there and listen to her yell and that Ellen takes pleasure from firing her workers. I mean, I, I like sort of like get that, you know, she's a multimillionaire and hopefully these people are being paid pretty well. And if she wants a salt shaker in a specific spot, like do it. But it just sort of seems like breeding the worst working environment I could ever think of in my life. The hypocrisy is terrible, still. (laughs) The hypocrisy really is bad because she just like helps people on the show and then she's just not nice in her real life. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us are surprised by, I mean, who knows if all of these allegations are true, but I'm sure there's some, I doubt working at Ellen's house is the most pleasant thing on the planet after everything that we know about working on her show. Um, but she did also say recently they announced a premiere for Ellen DeGeneres show coming back. And she said that they were going to address everything. So I cannot wait to see if she, you know, preaches, be kind to one another, what she admits to, what she tries to downplay. Um, if she tries to play the victim, I will be on the edge of my seat to find out how Ellen, her version of tackling things head on. You and me both. Those first 20 seconds of our first day back. I am going to be so freaking excited for that. Do you guys know what it's time for? Oh my God. Is it time? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. So we are just going to do, we're going to do just two couples for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. The first one is going to uh, Miss Sarah Huron. We have Ryan Felipe, who is turning 41 today, versus Colin Firth, who is turning, oh God, yeah, he's turning around 60. I was scared that you were about to put Ryan Felipe against his daughter. No. <laughs> she just turned 21. I'm barely certain it's pronounced Philippi, but oh, sorry. Is it Philippi? I've always thought it was Felipe. I believe it's Philippi. I believe okay. it's Philippi. But Sarah, what is happening in the ring? Um, obviously he's gonna win because Cruel Intentions is the greatest movie ever. So happy, happy for Ryan Philippi, Felipe, whatever the hell you want to say it. 
Oh, God. See, I thought you were going to be a Colin Firth fan because all of his iconic movies, they're very similar to the Hallmark genre. What a Girl Wants. Oh, wow. about being Bridget more Dorothy and rescuing Bridget Jones from eternal singlehood? Yeah, that was great, too. But I don't know. Something screams Ryan Philippe, Philippe, Philippe whatever. That, now I'm in my head about it. He wins. <laughs> All right. And Gwen, our second match of the day is, you know, um, this is a from the dead match. It's Mr. Carl Lagerfeld versus Michelle Williams. Even though Carl Lagerfeld really cannot be matched in terms of his fashion prowess, Michelle Williams knows how to wear a gown and she is alive. So I think that she would. You know, deceased humans against each other. It might have been more of a fair fight. But listen, Michelle, she's small, but she's scrappy. And she would knock him over because he would be admiring himself on his jeans um, in a mirror. Oh, yeah. Those are really tough ones, but I'm glad you picked the alive person. All right, Sarah, <laughs> it is going to you. It is Ryan Felipe, 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 Felipe versus <laughs> um, iconic actress of The Greatest Showman, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, you got this girl power. She'll always be Jen from Dawson's Creek to me. That's right. I'll never forget when she was called a hoe bag on the show by her best friend, Busy Phillips. Thank you. <laughs> that is all the celebrity news we have time for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. You better click subscribe. You better send this to all of your friends and family and tell them to listen to how charming and amazing we are. And we will be back next week for another episode of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Thank y'all.